0: What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas on Demand. Sports Talk Network. Uh sorry, I got confused by a comment out there in the chat. Uh, but welcome everyone into the show. Do me a favor and hit the like button. For me, remember that you can check out more Cowboys content over at adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at Uh, We'll talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, though, uh, let's get into that ESPN prediction that I'm talking about. Uh, let's get right into it. ESPN put together, and I'm going to be more specific here, Bill Barnwell, who does a fantastic job covering the NFL and posting in-depth data analysis. He put together a post-draft free agency prediction. And for the Dallas Cowboys, he had the following thing to say. The Cowboys will re-sign Ezekiel Elliott. That was his prediction. And here is the description of it. I'm going to read it to you. For a Cowboys team which already had plenty of hesitation about featuring Tony Pollard for more than 30 snaps per game, bringing back Elliott on a cheaper deal would provide security at one of the team's thinnest positions. Pollard is still recovering from the fractured left fibula he suffered during the postseason. So if the Cowboys don't want to rush him back into the lineup in September, Elliott's ability to pass, protect, and run effectively between the tackles would be a plus for coach Mike McCarthy. If Elliott, who ran for 876 yards and 12 touchdowns last season, is not going to land a deal for more than $5 million somewhere else, why not stay home in Dallas? Now, here's my question from me to you. Do you think, now this is important, we're talking about the actual prediction and what will actually happen not what we want or what you want do you think bill barnwell's prediction will become a reality yes or no let me know in the chat and while you do that i will read some of your comments i will say hi welcome everyone into the show on this beautiful tuesday night yes or no do you think it happens not should it happen. Do you think it happens? Uh, because Ezekiel Elliott does remain a free agent as of right now. And that might be a little bit of a surprise because we all kind of thought that, you know, the NFL draft could come and go without Elliott having uh, signed the NFL contract. But we still have not heard any sort of potential interest from other teams. And it's kind of like a weird situation. ESPN also had a report suggesting that NFL teams are not going to assign SIG to what he's currently asking. So the the price tag might be even lower than we expect originally, than we expected originally. Uh, So let's see. Do you think yes or no that it will happen? Juan Daniel says no. Gregory says yes. Regina says I'm not getting excited until it happens. So reading between lines there, Regina wants it to happen. And actually, she says that she does think that it will happen. Uh, Katharina says, hell yes. Bruce goes with a yes. Sonic <laughs> that's, a, that's a great name. Solid duck in my mind, says nah. Lance Bell goes with no. Toxic Tom says, no, I did not. If Mike wanted sick, he never had left. I, I got to admit, though, I, I, I don't know how to feel about that. Because I've thought about it, too. I've thought about it, and I, and I actually thought about it today when putting together an article for adcsports.com, but my thing is the price tag was too high, so I'm not entirely sure if McCarthy would want sick on a cheaper deal. I would not rule that out that possibility, so I'm going to go with, oh, i sorry, Gregory. He said no. Uh, I'm going to go with no myself. I just don't see it happening. I mean, I I do see how it could happen, right? It's obvious, like, you know, the Cowboys did like Ezekiel Elliott, in my opinion. That's why we had heard or speculated about potentially both sides reaching a pay cut. But the Cowboys eventually did not want to do that even. That might be the most telling aspect of things, though. Uh, Maybe not that. Maybe not that they released him because the price tag was too high, but they didn't even consider sitting down to maybe work out a potential pay cut. Maybe that's somewhat telling because, yeah, publicly the version might be we didn't want him to feel bad, but in a much more real sense, I would imagine that NFL teams would actually do that if that's what they intended to do, uh, if that makes sense. I, I thought that maybe they would talk about that potential pay cut Before releasing him. I thought maybe that was one of the most likely outcomes. Out of the entire situation. Now having said all of that. Man I just don't see it happening. I think that the Cowboys have moved on. I think that they turned the page. I think that Jerry Jones you know. Even though he did say. As Dominic says in the Facebook chat. Post NFL draft. That the Cowboys had not closed that door. Maybe it's almost closed. And What I don't necessarily like is that when we talk about the Cowboys and Seek reuniting, it seems like the main argument for that, and I say this with uh, uh, a little bit of pain because I did like Ezekiel Elliott as a fan since he joined the Cowboys in 2016, but it seems like the whole argument behind it is we need somebody to carry the workload. And I don't know if that is true. I don't know if, number one, if that is true. And number two, I don't know that's the reason why you want to sign a running back in the NFL in the first place. I think that's kind of a wrong reason to sign somebody. If the reasoning behind it is as Bill Barnwell suggested in his article, to pass, protect, and to run effectively between the tackles, that's a whole different thing. But if it's about having somebody to relay the workload to while Tony Pollard comes back. I don't buy it. I don't buy the fact that the Cowboys need that. I think that he can split those carries between a running back committee that might not sound like uh, foolproof, but that can get the job done, right? Whether it's Malik Davis in there or Rico Dowdle. Deuce Vaughn might not be the workhorse, but he might get involved as well, even as a six-round draft pick. Hunter Lipke, if the Cowboys look at him, as more than a fullback could also be getting involved. Or maybe you go with a veteran and get Rojo in there while Pollard comes back, depending on how much time it is going to take to, for, for Pollard to, to come back healthy. So I think you've got the guys to split the, the workload. I, I'm not a fan of bringing SIG back just because you want somebody to carry the workload. He's lost a step, and that is fair to say. Uh, We've gone over the numbers here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime, but I would like to revisit them. In the first three full seasons of his career, Zeke had an average of close to 40 explosive runs per season. Explosive runs being defined as a 10-plus yard gain. And then over the last three seasons that he has played, that number has been cut nearly in half. He's clearly lost a step, and that is fair to say, as I'm saying. Now, he might be effective in short-yardage situations. I'm not entirely sure that you don't get that with some of the guys that are already on the Cowboys, though. He is that short-yardage specialist. Now, I don't want to sound like he isn't, and I don't want to sound like if the Cowboys sign him, he doesn't bring anything to the table because as Russell says, like sick did have 13 touchdowns and plenty of first downs because he is that short yardage specialist and he can be that power back for you. Now, I'm about to sneeze. <laughs> oh man, I didn't sneeze. Plot twist. We we are a show full of plot twists right now. Excuse me for that. These allergies, man. This it is allergies season. And not going to lie i've always hated allergy seasons because i've always been very allergic <laughs> to everything to like to the weather change to uh, i'm allergic to dogs damn <laughs> like just to keep it short anyways now that i have bented about it about my allergies we can move on now uh, i will say this i don't think that seek ends up being resigned by the cowboys i wouldn't put money on it now, I named this video that ESPN predicted the wrong post-draft signing for the Cowboys because they did make an additional NFC East prediction that I wish they would have made for the Cowboys. And I wanted to touch on it too. And for the New York Giants, they predicted the signing of left guard Dalton Risner. Uh, he was with the Denver Broncos over the last four years. And he did something that the Cowboys seemingly don't have right now. And that is an experienced left guard. We've talked a lot about how the Cowboys offensive line is going to be configured when the season starts. If Tyler Smith, let's keep it short and let's say that if Tyler Smith is the Cowboys projected left tackle and I think there have been some significant hints here and there that it might be the case then the Cowboys do not have a left guard as of right now it's up for grabs maybe it could be Truma Dugga maybe it could be Matt Farniuk maybe it could be and I kind of doubted that it would happen so quickly but like Asim Richards the fifth round pick I don't see him as a starter in 2023 not in September at least not until it is needed. Uh, but the Cowboys don't have a left guard. And Risner has provided quality play. I'm not going to say that he's a I'm not going to say that, you know, he is a game-changing talent. But he has started 62 games for the Broncos over the last four years. And this is the key aspect of Barnwell's prediction that I think will interest many fans. Barnwell wrote, and I quote, The Bronco signed Van Powers to replace Risner, who hasn't found a market. Risner missed the season finale against the Kansas City Chiefs with a strained UCL, that is the Tommy John injury, in his elbow. Uh, But that injury wouldn't have prevented the 27-year-old from finding a team. And a notification popped up, so I needed to get that out of the way. From finding a new team. Instead he appears. And this is the the key part apparently. He appears to be looking at a limited market. Of teams who need. Meaningful help at guard. And. Risner and excuse me. Barnwell projects something close. To a one year deal. For around five million dollars. I would do that deal. I would 100% do that deal. Mark Aaron says brothers has seven guys he talks to and they think that Risner is a declining player. And yet, it, it, just to be clear, this is just like my opinion that I would want this to happen. I wouldn't predict it to happen, but I think that it would be a smart signing. Now, I don't care if he's a declining player beyond this season. I want a starter for 2023. I don't know if the Cowboys have that at this point. Not gonna lie. Now, it is telling that he remains unsigned, and you know, that elbow injury is definitely something that could concern some NFL teams because in the trenches, you don't want to have elbow issues. But it comes back to the fact that I just don't know who's gonna start at left guard for the Cowboys and it might end up being Tyler if the Cowboys want to do the whole thing about lining up the best group of five players possible and get Tyron Smith at left tackle until they need to change things up because of an injury or something like that but right now i don't know who's the Cowboys starting left guard and i don't think anyone really does either we might guess we might be able to guess what the lineup is going to look like when it So when the whole thing kicks off, but it would be made easier with Rizner on the team, in my opinion. I would like that signing. I would definitely like that signing. Uh, Toxic Tom says, Mo, why is he a free agent still holding out for more money? According to Barnwell, it's that he's being patient and he's looking at a limited market of teams. What I kind of get from that is that he might want to secure some playing time and he doesn't want to be a backup, maybe. I do see that there is some Risner detractors uh, are on the chat. And I respect that. I respect that. But it goes to show that not everyone sees eye to eye when it comes to Richards. Right? Uh, Stephen White says that he would rather have the Josh Bolts of the world rather than Dalton Risner, And... David Lawrence says the only guy on our roster better than Risner at guard is probably Tyler Smith. I would kind of, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And I don't know. I know that we kind of like Chuma or that we might not think that the season is over if the Cowboys start Chuma in week one, but come on, we cannot be overly confident in him <laughs> as of uh, heading into the offseason. That would be just wishful thinking. At the very least, we need to admit that there is some risk to that approach. If the Cowboys want to start Chumo there's some risk to it. He's a fine player. Maybe he wouldn't be a liability. But it would be tough to say with, with plenty of confidence, if we're being honest. Uh, Toxic Tom says, I'm starting to wonder if Dallas didn't anticipate McGovern getting offered what he got from Buffalo. I know I didn't anticipate it. I know that those numbers surprised me. I thought that McGovern got paid way more than I would have anticipated. But hey, you you read about these NFL insiders around the league and these scouts and, and insiders that put out all of these sort of draft bus type articles. And one thing that we learned about during the draft process, in my opinion, is that those Decision makers in the league believe that offensive line is quite poor right now across the entire league. So that might have something to do with it. That might have something to do with it. But anyways. Steven White says, Risner talks too much smack. We like our team. I, I don't I don't care about him talking snack as Mac, not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. I don't I don't I don't care about that. <laughs> as long as it doesn't result in flags on the field for 15 yard penalties I don't let him talk his mac anyways uh let's move on a little bit here on the show I wanted to have some fun with you tonight because it is May it is May so we're not we're not going to make it through May without a segments like this and not going to lie they they're fun to me they I have a lot of fun thinking about these sorts of hypotheticals but there was one tweet that went viral <laughs> on on social media this week and it's a simple question but a fun one the question was you can choose one player to have an injury-free career who is it now let's open it up to the entire nfl first and then we'll dive into the cowboys let's open it up to the entire nfl who would be your pick you can choose one player to have an injury-free career who is it because I'm not gonna lie, when I saw that tweet and I started seeing some of the replies, I got pissed and I was yelling at my phone because I couldn't believe that people were replying something different than my own answer. You know, sometimes somebody can be, we, we can all be proud and dumb like that. I was like, come on, what are you talking about? OBJ because the picture of the original tweet was OBJ which I think was absolutely ridiculous (laughs) Uh, some people were talking about JJ Watt and I was like I see what you mean but also JJ Watt already had a Hall of Fame career so I didn't see the merit to that my pick my my final pick and what I think is a correct answer to that question was Greg Cook quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals that Bill Walsh described as the best quarterback he's ever coached, the best talent that he had coached. This is the man that built the West coast offense and that coached Joe Montana and that coached Steve Young. And he's telling us Greg Cook was the guy <laughs> and his career was obviously destroyed by the injuries now, to me, that's the correct answer. That's my final vote. Greg Cook would be it to me. Now, I also thought about Andrew Locke. And I also thought about Bo Jackson. Those three would round up my, my top three. I, I might put Bo Jackson ahead of Andrew Locke. But I just lean towards Locke because of the era that it happened then, And maybe the position too. I just... I just wonder if he would have delivered as the expectations were so crazy with him. And he was like the next Brady, the next Peyton Manning. I wonder if he really was going to turn out to be that. That was my answer. Let's see what you have to say, though, because I've seen some easy, some cool answers here. Gregory says Bo Jackson. That's a good one, man. I love Bo's story. Uh, Toxic Tom says Bo Jackson Easy answer, too. Mark Aaron says that, I, that he agrees it has to be Bo Jackson. Cowboys Chris, I like what Cow Cal- I like how Cowboys Chris interpreted interpreted this question. He he's playing it safe. He's saying, you know what? If you could secure it to me, give me Mica. <laughs> I know that he has not been injured, but you know, just guarantee me that Micah is gonna be fine. So that that was a funny answer there. Uh Romo says David Lawrence, Ryan All for Toxic Tom. <laughs> Megatron for Bruce got the toxic use. Ooh, Megatron is is a spicy one, I like it. I like it. Uh, great answer, Moe, says Toxic Tom. Hey, thank you. Very, very old school. He won an NFL MVP. Yeah, I, I, I'm proud of my answer, not gonna lie, not gonna lie. Bo Knows Moe, says Toxic Tom, yep, Bo Knows Mo. Uh, Who else here that I maybe I missed? Yeah, I think, I think uh, Bo Jackson might be the correct answer here. However, Let's turn this into a Cowboys question. If you could pick any player, just one, one Cowboys player to have an injury-free career all time, who is it? Let me know in the chat. I'll give you my top three. Uh, But before I do that, let me talk to you about our friends over at freemanmazda.net because the ride of the week is here. And remember, Freeman Mazda, a family owned business, has been so for over 65 years. And you get A-plus customer service when looking through their wide range of new and used vehicles at their car dealership in Irving, Texas, or through their website at FreemanMazda.net. In there, you can see the features of every car, you can look at pictures of the inside and outside of every vehicle and as we do around this time here on prime time it is time for us to dive into the freeman mazda ride of the week in this case it is a 2023 mazda cx5 2.5 s select all wheel drive this one starts at 29,910. 910 dollars it's got all wheel drive it's got a blind spot monitor Rain sensing wipers, game changing Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto, and a fuel economy of 24 miles per gallon in the city. That goes up to 30 when you are on the highway. So make sure you check out the ride of the week over at net. There you go. What's your pick? What's your pick? You can choose one player to have an injury-free career. Who is it? Let's see what you've got for me in the chat. Sean Lee for David Lawrence. like that answer. I like that answer. Travis Frederick for Toxic Tom. Des Bryant for Bruce. Oh, Des Bryant or Sean Lee. That's that's an interesting answer. I like it. Tommy says, Romo, we would have won the Super Bowl in 16 had he been healthy. Or Cowboys, it's Katharina, Eggman, Romo, Dak. Eggman is a good answer. Eggman is a good answer. Uh, spoiler alert, I left him off of my top three just because of the career that he already had had. But it's a great answer, in my opinion. Because you can talk about those lost years that maybe could have been more. Gregory says, Des is good too. Terence Newman for David Lawrence. Here is my top three, and I don't have graphics for it. Ryan Ryan is bringing the questions. He has asked about global warming and now he's asking <laughs> who would win the 97 Bulls versus today the Dallas Cowboys in the NFL. I am inclined to say the Bulls. I'm just kidding. But all right. My answers are number 3. I'm going to go from number 3 to number 1. Number 1. <laughs> How dumb was that? <laughs> I just said from number three to number one. I said number one. Uh, all right. Number three. I'm going to go with, yeah, Sean Lee. Man, forget about the stat sheets for a moment and think about Sean Lee playing. And you get a guy that is really one of the best linebackers that we've seen in recent memory. He has only one old pro season, though, and that is because it is hard to be elected as an old pro defender when you're not playing full seasons sean lee finished one 16 game season in his career so i gotta give some credit to to sean lee he's my number three player on the list my number two player is travis frederick it's easy to lose sight of this but if travis frederick didn't retire Hadn't Travis Frederick retired before turning 30 years of age in 2020 after recovering from uh, Guillain barre syndrome? If I'm pronouncing that right, I probably am not, not gonna lie. But if he had not retired, then Frederick would be your starting center for the 2023 season. I don't think there's any question about that. I think he would have remained a cowboy. And I think he would have been held in the same light that we hold Zach Martin if we're being real here. I think he would have a case to be the to be considered the best center in the NFL. Yes. Even with Jason Kelsey in the league, I think that that debate would exist. And I think that his career path would be a straight line into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. So I think that Frederick has to be number two or number one on that list. Uh, Unfortunately, it was a short-lived career. You know, he's doing great. He's doing awesome stuff for the community, obviously, with his foundation. But Travis Frederick, to me, goes at number two. And I know this is the most basic answer ever. But there are too many seasons to wonder about. There are too many seasons to wonder about. So Tony Romo is my number one. You know, I wonder about the 2010 season, I wonder about 2013, I wonder about 2015, and yeah, I even wonder about 2016 because the Cowboys picked Ezekiel Elliott in order to help out Romo in 2016. So I do wonder what Romo's career would have looked like with uh, more, more options here and there Throughout his career, because the injuries, you know, destroyed it uh, in many, many situations. So I'm going to go with, with Romo. Honorable mentions that I included in my article. I included Michael Irvin, and obviously he had a fall, Hall of Fame career, but it just sucks that he had to retire because of an injury. So just for that, I wanted to include him in my honorable mentions. Uh, Tyron Smith. They didn't feel like including him in my tw- in my top three because you know he already had a very good career even with the injury, so I don't think that it would have made a a ton of difference. And I, who who else was in my who else was in my honorable mentions? Because I had two, I had three. I considered Miles Austin, David Lawrence is mentioning Austin's hamstrings. That's a good that's a good answer right there. I considered it. I don't think that I. Included him, though, in my mentions. Let me double-check. I already forgot. Man, my my memory sucks. Yeah, it was Miles Austin. Damn it. <laughs> I just opened up the article. Uh, Troy Eggman, Matt Johnson, Jamil Chowers. <laughs> We're getting all sorts of answers right now. Anthony says, I'm first pick that I would go uh, the first pick that I would go with is running back Tony Dorsett and wide receiver Jerry Rice. And then my third choice would be very hard because I would choose quarterback Troy Aikman, is Anthony. That makes sense to pick Aikman. Not gonna lie, it does make sense to pick Aikman. Bob Sanders is Nikki Answer route to Terrence Williamson's hands for, for Bruce. Fun question to think about in May in my opinion, and I wrote an article about it on adcsports.com Dallas. It had to be a segment for us uh, tonight. That tweet has like over 16 million views, by the way. Before we get out of here, though, it is time for us to get into the one cool thing of the week. With this, we'll close out the show. For those of you who are new here, This is where you share your one cool thing of the week on the Facebook chat, on the YouTube chat. It can be something personal, something professional, sports-related, non-sports-related. Whatever you want it to be, let me know in the chat what's your one cool thing. Mark Aaron says, the Dallas Stars. A hockey answer right here. I know that Dallas star fans are pretty, pretty excited about what's going on in the NHL. I personally do not follow it very closely. I'm going to keep it real with you tonight. But definitely exciting for Dallas sports. My one cool thing, and I'm cheating because I already talked a little bit about it last week, but I'm going to do it again. In Mexico's Pro Football League, the LFA, the Caudillos de Chihuahua, which are my team, Home team and I worked with them doing some public address announcement during the games. They went undefeated, first ever undefeated season in the LFA, ten and zero. Amazing games. Uh, they're the number one seed, so they get a they direct birth for the semifinal. We're getting the wildcard round this weekend, and then one week after that, it will be the semifinal. It's in Chihuahua. And then the bowl, which is called Mexico Bowl number 6, it's going to be here too. That was predetermined before the season started, so that is also cool. Uh, That's my one cool thing of the week. I'm excited about that. Gregory says, the Dodgers are rocking this month, says Gregory. That's his one cool thing. Katharina, oh, I love this one. Uh, Somebody that loves finances, uh, I love this one. Catherine says, I will be cashing out one of my investments this week. Very excited. That has to be exciting, especially if it is a long-term investment. That has to be a nice, nice feeling. Toxic Tom says, "Mo last week saw Cedric Mullins hit for the cycle. Also, the Yankees are chicks. I don't appreciate the second part of that one cool thing, but I do appreciate the first one. Watching a cycle in baseball is pretty cool. Double R, oh, I, I appreciate the love Double R. He says, you are the wonderful thing. Hey, man, I appreciate it. You all are too. Uh, if the Lakers win tonight, says Gilbert, yes, sir, we've got some NBA going on, semifinals, exciting. <laughs> what if Quincy... <laughs> oh, Mark Arrow, you're wrong for that. <laughs> you're wrong for that, sir. <laughs> Yeah, Cameron. I'm just happy talking football. The NFL doesn't ever go away. It's the perfect market with the perfect sport. Hey, I feel you, especially with you know the the show. It it is on a daily basis. It is pretty fun to do it. Sometimes we can just keep it simple and talk about hypotheticals that are never gonna happen and have some fun with it. El Pippi Pao, and this will this will be the last one. Shout out to El Pippi Pao, by the way. He he follows like. Three different shows of mine, and I couldn't appreciate that more. That's 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 another one cool thing for me, man. Uh, Y'all support is amazing. Being out of town for two months, says El Ppdpao, but God willing, I'll be back home in three days before my daughter's sixth birthday. That's a one cool thing, man. Wishing you the best, El Ppdpao. Wishing you the best. Thank you so much for tuning in to ADC Sports Dallas Prime Time. Quick answer to a quick question. T.Y. Hilton, not on the Cowboys roster. He remains a free agent. Probably will remain a free agent for a while, too. We'll see new training camp. What happens? Thank you, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the fake birthday wishes. I appreciate that, too. I will see you. Tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Thank you so much. Remember that prime time is brought to you by our friends over at primitmazda.net. Muchísimas gracias. Nos vemos mañana, 8 de la noche. Bye bye.